0: Hello, guys! Hey. Welcome back to Shoes Today, we are joined by a very
1: special lady. Hi, thanks for having me yeah. <laughs> Hi Michelle Hi How do you feel this morning? Yeah, good Up right and early
2: yeah, yeah, we got her in
0: quite early So yeah. Yeah. sorry about that <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's okay You get used to the freelance life Of working on this I actually. can imagine, yeah.
0: yeah So I'm sure your work is like
1: Seven days a week All, all day, every yeah, day Yeah, social
2: media is kind of like that You can't really switch off Right um, yeah. But I try to force myself to I've got really into The New Year's resolution of like
1: Less screen time and mm, getting off your phone Yeah, and that kind of that's thing. important yeah. You haven't even introduced yourself so, I'm so laugh. sorry guys, we just got straight into it So Michelle, do you just want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, so I'm Michelle Elman A lot of people know me
2: online as Scar Not Scared Love um, it I'm a life coach I'm a speaker I'm an author of the book Am I Ugly? And yeah, I've done a TED Talk
1: I don't know what, I'm always bad at the introduction <laughs> wow. part Because there's just yeah. so much, you're just like What do you say or do you not yeah. say
2: But it, it. it all kind of started with um, Scar Not Scared Being the campaign I launched in 2015 Talking about um, my life i guess uh going through 15 surgeries before the age of 20 um wow. and my experiences with that oh my
0: gosh. Um,
2: and yeah i went viral for wearing a bikini for the first time which you don't really realize how different your body is until you go viral for simply a bikini picture <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i'm like every other girl on the internet has like ten thousand pictures of them in a bikini yeah. and then i put my first one up it suddenly goes viral
1: mm. how was wow. that like going viral i mean um, I. Because I've heard mixed things about going viral. Some people say it's like really overwhelming. Some people love it. Some people are just like, whoa, this is too much. I you think I, I mean? had a
2: level of protection because I did. Like the whole reason I started it was because I was looking at this new conversation. Well, it wasn't new, but the conversation of body positivity that was growing online and it was new online. um, And realizing that there still wasn't a body like mine. And I was like, isn't it ironic? They keep saying everybody is beautiful, but where's mine? Mm. Um, And then I was like, you know what? I could do this. Like,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm confident. Yeah. Like you can call me fat, ugly, whatever you want to call me. And I'm like numb to it. Not numb to it, but... Like, it's so meaningless to me. Mm, like, I don't really care if you think I'm beautiful or not. Um. So I kind of had that level of protection because I was like, I did sit down the before I posted. I was like, what's the worst going to happen? Which is like
1: a game I always play in my head. Like, what's the worst yeah. going to happen? So I, I like that, actually. Yeah, so you like prep yourself yeah. for like, what's the worst that, what, okay. like, that could happen? I already
2: had in my head fat, ugly. Those are the two things that anyone could say, in yeah. which case they're not talking about my scars. They're probably talking about my weight. And that just proves my point. Like the whole conversation is about scars in my head. It had nothing to do with my weight. Mm. Um, but because it's body positivity, everyone likes to bring in the weight aspect of it. But I was just like, you know what? If they're gonna call me fat, then like they've they're not they've not actually said anything negative about the content of it, which was all about scars and how yeah. we don't the actual scars. purpose of yeah. your
1: post in the first place. Yeah.
2: So um. I also think it was a unique time for going viral where like it had been probably like two or three years where people were going viral in a like very overnight way. But it isn't like now you would go viral and you'd be yesterday's news. Mm. Like back then you would go viral and you'd would would stay, stay go, probably, yeah, yeah. for like wow. two
1: weeks. Um, yeah, and, that does not happen now.
2: No. And also like it would go from, it was at the stage where journalists hadn't really caught up with like the amount of content they were putting out. So they were using a lot of social media people to just like copy articles. So if you were on BuzzFeed, you'd be on like Cosmo, Fox News, Today Show, like everyone was, all journalists were copying each other essentially, which meant like, in two weeks, I was probably in a hundred publications. Oh um, and like my cousin in Israel was like, You're in the newspaper. Did you know about this? And I was like, I don't know about anything. If I didn't have Google alerts on my own name, I yeah. wouldn't have found out. Oh my yeah. goodness. Um, and then like my dad's friend was in Hawaii, was like, Your daughter's on the news. And I was like, No one's telling me about <laughs> this. Like, you think they would want to like interview me or something? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Just like I was seeing clips of me all over the world and was like, Okay, well, oh I guess. I put- imagine that yeah. literally having
1: Google that's in your own name and just you seeing your know, name pop that's up. That's overwhelming though.
2: But also because like it just was at a stage where they didn't check or like in, even attempt to interview yeah. you. They were just write
0: about they you. They were quite lazy about it as well. Yeah. Just copy and
2: pasting. Mm, yeah, pretty much. And like, especially because like I had essentially done the majority of the work for them in the post that I wrote that they literally were just using the caption as the article.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh my. Whew. But I enjoyed Somehow. it. Like, yeah. It, it was it the nicest feeling for me was obviously I launched it because I was like, I don't think anyone with scars should feel alone. Yeah. And then to realise so many people have the same insecurity. yeah And I mean, I already knew that before because I'd already gone through my own journey with my scars. Um, and I'd kind of have a realisation while I was working in a hospital, I was working in a children's ward. I was like, every single kid in here is going to leave with the same insecurity I had. Yeah. Yet I'd never seen anyone with a scar Outside of a hospital setting, until I was twenty-one, like how wow. is that possible?
0: Yes, yeah, um,
1: and it's poss- do, is, do people ha, ha, so um, like I mean, a lot of women go through surgery,
0: yeah,
1: um, even cesarean sections and things mm-hmm. like that. So why is it that we're not seeing these scars? Are they maybe photoshopping out of their pictures? Are they wearing certain things that cover it? Why do you think I think they're not seeing them at the time?
2: The like general thing was. I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but do you really have to show that? Like, and so it was kind of, every time I posted it, it was like, ew, uh, I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but like, that was really not necessary. And I'm like, but that messaging is embedding so much shame because mm. it's like, you're telling me I should hide my body. At which point, like, I did actually do that for from the first time I wore a bikini, I was actually 10 years old. um, And then I didn't wear one until that first bikini picture Mm. um but when I was 10 years old I got met with like looks of shock pity and disgust and um so I just decided well if I had my scars no one can have an issue with it Mm. um so I did but then ultimately you want to date one day so what you're never gonna so I didn't have a conversation about my surgeries or my scars for 11 years uh, no 11 years eight eight years till the beginning of university and then was like how the hell do I start dating now because I've never spoken about this Mm. and now I'm going to want to get into the bedroom with someone and like talk about it for the first time with someone who yeah. whose opinion I really care about. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, this doesn't make any sense when yeah. you start talking about it. Yeah. So it's always a temporary solution. It's never going to be a permanent fix to just avoid the conversation mm. or like hide your scars. Yeah.
1: Mm. It's so amazing how you've developed that confidence though, because still, even though you know we do have body positive people like you, influencers mm-hmm. like you, there are still so many people that do struggle with yeah. their insecurities. Exactly, yeah. It's not, do you know what I mean? And I think,
0: yeah, I just, I just feel like, because scars tell a story Mm. at the end of the day. People get scars for different reasons. And I feel like, especially women, they're already, you know, some of them are already full of low confidence and, you know, already feel so bad about their own skin. And to actually hide what they've gone through, um, I think is really sad, especially as that just makes them stronger, and some of them don't even realize that. Mm. Um, I think the hard part is scars do tell a story, but
2: sometimes the story is the worst story of your life, mm. and usually it is. Right.
1: Um, and so you don't want to, you don't want to it. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so every time I used to say, every time I looked in the mirror, it was a reminder of like my worst trauma. Mm. Like, forget the scars, forget the physical aspect of it. It's mm. literally I can't get away from my past mm-hmm. um and so once i actually got okay with my surgeries i was the scars like i didn't even need to process that bit because i was like oh I just realised the reason why I struggle talking about my scars is because it leads to the conversation about my surgeries. And I don't want to have that conversation because I've not even had that conversation with like a therapist or anyone yet. Mm. Um, And I just didn't know how to talk about it. And I think that was the problem with going through so much so young was I didn't have the language for it. Um, And so when you, like, you don't know how to say it but also you don't know it's acceptable to be like I'm angry like mm. I'm sad and mm. like I'm pissed off that I didn't have a childhood and like you you feel ungrateful for saying those things because like especially when you live in a hospital for the extent I lived in a hospital. You how watch, long did you live in the hospital? The worst time was probably three months but I was in the intensive wow. care ward so wow. that's like um I, this is in America So like um, That meant One nurse to one patient Which is like The most extreme In the okay. least extreme I think it's like Twelve patients to one nurse Okay Um, But Because it's the most extreme Also most likely to die mm-hmm. So I was watching A lot of people die And so like You never really want to complain About Oh like Your lost childhood Or any of those things mm. Because you're like You're so aware Of the fact that You're alive And other people aren't Yeah Um, And I think Dealing with all of those that like at that time I was eleven, is like this thing that people don't normally have to even deal right, with until yeah. they're such a young, years young age. Old. Yeah, yeah. And so you just you get all this like guilt, and then you feel like, oh well, if I talk about it, then I'm being ungrateful. So I'm just not going to talk about it. Mm. And then um, my way of dealing with it was like, it's not a big deal. Like we don't have to talk about it. It's not a big deal. Um, and it took me years to be like, wait, no, what I went through was trauma and it is a big deal yeah um and it kind of came out in my last year of university where I was diagnosed with PTSD and like they said I had PTSD was which is post-traumatic stress disorder and I went I can't have PTSD because I never had a trauma and they were like "What, what do you think you went through and I was like I don't know. People go to hospital all the time. Mm. They were like Michelle. People go to hospital for colds. colds. Yeah. they don't go for <laughs> brain tumors and punctured intestines. Yes,
0: and some of sometimes some of that trauma is suppressed, yeah. so that like that person doesn't even realize at the time that you know it's affecting them so much until maybe later on down the line. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. why you know with PTSD, it could it could happen to anyone at any time, and it's yeah. so. Sometimes it's really hard to get the person to realize that they've got it. Because they're like, you know, like you said, well, I, what? what do you mean? Like, I
2: actually I, wrote a post yesterday it. saying uh, we're all lucky to be alive um, and the price we pay is the trauma that life gives us because we all go through traumas. Like, mm, life, life is traumatising. And I think the way we, just like taking the pressure off the word trauma that like you need a certain level to qualify is something that I've been really working on because I'm like, if you had a bad childhood, like maybe cause your parents got a divorce or whatever, that can be trauma yeah. in your life. It depends how it's like you them exactly
1: and how you have responded to that. Because for me, me getting chased by a dog when I was six could be really traumatic because it could have led to to me having a phobia of animals or phobia Mm -hmm. of anything that moves quickly yeah Yeah. do you know what I mean so it doesn't have to be something so intense or so big before it becomes a trauma so I I, I like like, the fact you said that with that
2: that, for example you could take the meaning from that that you were being attacked and so you walk around life feeling like you're always being attacked exactly and, and then like Physiologically or physically, it means that your uh, nervous system is always in stress. Nervous system, yeah. Which means like you're always yeah fight go, and yeah. flight response
1: exactly. exactly. So you associate certain things with that feeling that you felt when so you have been attacked. So you're literally
2: living in trauma, yeah. even though the trauma has long passed. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. You don't think about it like that. Yeah. But it, it really does. It can and does have a long lasting effect if it's not dealt with. Yeah. Mm. So how? So How, how are you now?
2: I'm great. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Do you feel
1: like the therapy worked? Would you recommend therapy? What, what's I learned, your... Uh,
2: when it comes to trauma, I, talking therapy wasn't the solution because I think the problem is the more you talk about trauma, the more you embed the neurological patterns, like you run the same pattern over and over again. Mm. So I went for like more unconventional, more holistic approaches. Um, it's called Havening, and that was the thing that really helped me. Oh, okay. um, I haven't heard yeah, of that havening, before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's based in, like, somatic processes, and it's um, basically for you to create a trauma, you have to be trapped in a situation, which is why, like, the example of the dog was a good one, yeah. because, like, you might not be trapped. It could have been outside in your garden, but let's say your garden has fences. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you just need to feel trapped. Oh, um, so you basically go through the same process, but um, with the realisation that you're no longer trapped. So it feels safe to actually feel that. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been a long journey, but I also feel like in a way I'm quite grateful I went through it so young because I feel like my life is, not that I'll ever go back to normal, but like my life is mine. Mm. Um, and I've been able to... Um, move past that and like yeah. one of my greatest things for the last few years is like I need more of my job to revolve around things that don't revolve around my surgeries yeah and I've been doing a lot more of that which is like been great to kind of feel like it is my past mm. like it is um it's not a like constant threat in my life anymore and like I'm really lucky that my health has got so much better yeah um, thank god yeah. but yeah I'm really good
0: oh that's great to hear Honestly, I mean, I see your posts all the time and it just fills me with joy, you know, the things that you put out there about body positivity and just, you know, being yourself and putting yourself out there. It just, if it's inspiring me, I know it's definitely inspiring thousands of people. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Because I feel like in this day and age
1: it's so like women struggle so much with body confidence even women that have seemingly perfect bodies they could be size six skinny mm. but they're still dealing with so much insecurity because of the pressure that society is putting on them mm. what do you what's your opinion actually about women going through cosmetic surgery because it's um, really it's becoming scarily yeah, um, normal now yeah I
2: just don't think it's the f- solution. Like, if if you talk to most people who've got plastic surgery, um, and I'm talking about, like, um, I want to differentiate between people who are getting, like, reconstructive surgery or, like, mm, but, yeah. like, I don't want to say unnecessary plastic surgery, but, yeah. In heart, body enhancing yeah. as opposed yeah. Um, to, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> a fix, maybe.
2: <laughs> but with that, it's, like, most of those people, if you talk to them, and I've just spoken to a lot of them through the coaching that I do, um, There's always, like, another thing. They'll always have another thing on the list. So they're Mm. like, oh, I'm just going to fix my nose. Yeah. And I'm like, but after that, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I I kind of was thinking I was going to get some cheek fillers. And I was like, "Okay." so do you think
1: it might not be about your nose then? You see? Um, You see? And I've noticed that once a woman gets one surgery, you start to notice that she gets more and more and more. And then she just does not look like herself anymore.
2: Because it's not about the nose. It's not about your cheeks. It's about... You not feeling good enough, and you believing that's the solution to it. So I think we need to get rid of this idea that plastic surgery or changing the way you look is going to change your confidence because body confidence in your body is not correlated in any way. Mm. In the same way that you mentioned about size, like if it was correlated to that, then all thin people would be confident, all fat people exactly, would be insecure. That's Absolutely, true, yeah. that is so, so true. Not just plastic surgery, but like a lot of people. Um, pause their life and go, well, like after 10 pounds, I'm going to start living my life. And I'm like, your life's Mm -hmm. already started. Um, And you think the solution to all your problems is losing weight. But if you say to like, if you say something like a lot of people have beliefs, like, oh, I'm never going to find someone to love me until I'm until I lose 10 pounds then that's your belief so that's all you're going to see in the world so if someone hit on you right in front of your eyes you'd be like oh they're just being nice and I'm like because that's the belief you have whereas like you're literally ignoring all the opportunities where people are like interested in you because you believe you need to lose 10 pounds first so I'm like you're if you got rid of that belief and didn't change size all your problems would be fixed around that and you wouldn't have to need to change your body around it. The problem is what you believe, not yeah. your
1: body. Mm-hmm. So so the, so the solution is changing what, how you think about yourself and what you believe about yourself. Do you think that that would be the solution? That would be the fix?
2: Well, to, I just think this, what, what you... I definitely think that the solution is not putting a, it's almost like an obstacle in your way because I think your body's your most permanent excuse yeah. Um, and when you say oh well I need to lose 10 pounds first like that could take six months for mm. example if like well it depends what crazy methods you use but like let's say it's six months that's six months of you not having to confront the fear of having to actually date mm-hmm. like it's very good excuse it's like oh well I'm too fat to date therefore I don't like why don't you just admit the fact you're scared to date? why don't you just admit the fact that you're scared of rejection you're scared of being abandoned you're scared of like commitment any of those things because I think that's the problem but it's so much easier to just be like my weight is the problem Mm. because you don't need to process that you just like you feel like that's a very simple solution and I'm Mm. like no that's not the solution because your insecurities will still be there if you've not actually worked on why why you don't feel good enough why you don't feel like you're lovable why you're not enough to be in a relationship
0: yeah Yeah. and I think as well it takes a lot more um work and a lot more self reflection yeah to actually think okay what am I actually scared of what is it actually that's worrying me rather than you know actually doing some surgery which is like you said an easy fix although I mean for me personally I just I always say let people you know do what they want but do it for the right reasons and I think if you are not doing it for the right reasons if you're just doing it to you know like you said with the nose or with the cheeks there's always going to be something else and I just wonder like why do we go so far to actually do these things to ourselves like is it the social media is the society like what is it that just drives us to that point well mm. I don't
2: think anyone who actually has pla- I don't judge the people who actually have plastic surgery because that they're, mm. they're not the problem they live in a system that's the problem and that's the that's the problem yeah so when I talk about people who die or when I talk about people who get plastic surgery I'm very careful to n- not attack the individuals because it's not an individual thing they're living in a society that's already telling them like why they're not good enough and you literally have to block out all of that messaging in order to exist in the world and not um take that in but it takes an epiphany at some point in your life to realize that it is messaging and not just fact and the truth um and it took me reading a lot of body positive books there's a great one called the beauty myth um health at every size um reading all these books i was like oh my God, every single thing I've been told that I thought was the truth or fact is someone profiting off my insecurities. Mm, And like, they have... When you think
1: about it like that, that is wild
2: but if you think about it like people weren't insecure in the 60s about cellulite until then. that is true it's
1: so so true and that's why I'm just like why why has it changed and it it is society Mm. it it definitely is just society and just the things that we see um, the things that are glamorised the things that are celebrated why can't we have women of all body shapes being models on all these popular beauty websites Mm. why is it only certain body types that are glory
2: well, I kind of think this is more of a broader issue in terms of the fact that as humans, we like to feel when you don't feel good enough, you like to feel morally superior over another person. At the moment in the society, I don't like saying this because like <laughs> it's kind of slipping backwards. But there was a point in society where it wasn't acceptable to be racist. It wasn't acceptable like you would at least do it like secretly. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, but it all of that stuff. Even if people are doing it, like you're not allowed to do it you're still allowed to be really fat phobic and like you're still allowed to make fat jokes and not a single person will ever be like you shouldn't be doing that um and so that's where our moral superiority comes in you hear it a lot when it comes to health um so it'll be like well you're not healthy i'm like what is healthy you haven't defined that at all also because i'll have people say that to me and i'm like I started this talk saying I've had 15 surgeries from a brain tumor, a puncture intestine obstructive bowel system, of my brain, and a conditional oh hypercephalus. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to define myself as healthy? But yeah. it's it's the thing that people use against anyone who's plus size um, all the time. And I, I just think it's a way of someone making themselves feel better about i'm feeling like they are better than another person mm. but all of that stems from insecurity themselves yeah. because like when you don't feel good enough like and people do it with anything you can do it with star signs like oh i'm better than you because i'm a leo like yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. We that, a
0: lot, actually. yeah <laughs>
1: that is true yeah we do always subconsciously want to feel better than, and like than the people other person. do it with degrees like oh yeah. well i went to university and you didn't and like All of that stems
2: from insecurity. So, like, weight is just another one of those things. Mm. And, like, in the same way race was used in the same way, in the same way sexuality was used in the same way, um, that, like, oh, I'm a better person than you because I have, like, all of these things which actually you got gifted to by society because, Mm. like, all the power was given to you just by being born. But, like, they take that as a sign of, like, their own entitlement. Um, And I think that's where ultimately this moral superiority is like we can talk about weight but at the end of the day like you are going to use anything and like I joke about the zodiac sign thing but like everyone has had a friend who is like oh my god like I can't believe you're a Pisces like I can't deal with Pisces and (laughs) like Genuinely believe they think they're a better person Pe- because People of do that with, of with relationships as
1: relationships, well Like, oh, yeah. I'm a Scorpio I can't date a Leo Oh gosh, yeah. no, that's not even the thing I can't get anywhere near a any- Leo <laughs> But again,
2: another moral superiority People who are in relationships Think they're better than people who are single Oh,
1: mm-hmm. don't get me please don't even get me started about that i will i will talk until there's no tomorrow okay no i I agree (laughs) yeah totally totally agree and with marriage as well especially in the culture so i'm nigerian yeah especially nigerian culture women are actually more respected when they're married
0: exactly yeah Yeah. it's and it's scary especially if you come to a certain age yeah say you're if Late you're 20s 30 or and you're not married, married yeah. Yeah. Like, so that's What's wrong with
1: you? Yeah, so I, I was speaking to one of my friends who recently got married She's about 26 or 27 She was saying that there's certain um, Friends that now envy her Because she's married yeah. But at the same time there's people that that invite them Her into her, her circle now Because mm. she's married Well,
2: so the the main problem with that is when you have this moral superiority simply because you're in a relationship, you're not actually considering the quality of the relationship. And so a lot of single people are being envious of all these marriages. Mm. And I'm like... I wish you could be a fly on the wall inside that house yeah. and see how horrible that marriage is. Exactly, And like, so this is why the moral superiority thing doesn't work because you're not actually comparing it to the reality. You're comparing it to the idea of it. And, and the
1: polished version of it that you see yeah. on Instagram. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's not reality. Yes, We're right, comparing yeah. to what, what we can see on the outskirts. So like I was saying yesterday when I was looking at all the Valentine's Day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling the type of and I was just like... This is nice This would be nice one day But actually I don't know What's going do on in that relationship Do know how many yeah. fights Would
2: have happened Yes Oh, exactly. oh yeah
0: So oh, many, many fights oh, what I it took like to get That one picture Exactly
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: Or also the fight about Why do you have your phone out You shouldn't have to be Taking this yeah. photo For Instagram blah, yeah. Blah. Yeah. Like, yep. These fights happen On Valentine's Day All the time <laughs> I had the best day Simply because I was single I literally I was filming my Instagram Stories on the way here And I was like I really dread the day That I have Valentine's Day I'm actually in a relationship Because like <laughs> <laughs> there is no way they could live up to my standards oh no, honestly
1: Because oh I've celebrated Valentine's Day before In my last yeah. relationship And actually it was not as amazing as I expected it to be Because I just had this unrealistic expectation That Valentine's Day is supposed to be the best day in the year For yeah. my relationship yeah. It's going to be perfect He's going to... Re- I don't know Drive me in a Bentley To a <laughs> best. I just thought, wow, this, this, I don't know what You know when, you, when yeah. you're in a relationship You think yes I finally get the chance To celebrate Valentine's Day This is going to be the best day And it just doesn't Live up to that It's
2: funny Because I was watching <laughs> To all the boys I loved Before part two last <gasps> oh night
0: Oh my gosh I need to watch that
2: Is it, it good? It's, it's, no oh. <laughs> <Is> it's not? <laughs> well it's not as good As the first one Put it that way But there's oh a point God. In the film where Like he's given her A, a necklace For Valentine's Day but. Um, um he gave his ex a like singing serenade thing and she goes like well why didn't I get that and and I was like like I was watching it getting so angry because I was like (laughs) he gave you a necklace like he didn't just do a copy and paste valentine's that he did for his ex and then he was like well I didn't think it was your style she was like well it's not my style but like why would and I'm like see why are you comparing like he Mm -hmm. literally thought about you as a person created something individual to you to her and, and her all interests. you can think about is like the previous partner yeah. and like it's why this that's comparison so sad. stuff It's
1: like that's, it That's will the society ruin we live in yeah. we live in and it's it's sad. It is it is quite sad. Yeah. Okay, so just to switch the gears a yeah. bit. Um, I was looking at your Instagram and in one of your recent posts You spoke about um, a number of brands that don't really want to work with plus size influencers Or they want to work with um, slimmer girls, yeah. white girls that are significantly thinner Yeah, How have you managed, because you're working with a number of brands now And you are, I, I go on your page, I see the interaction you get yeah. And how have you managed to push past that? Because well, it must be so hard right When Instagram yeah. is dominated By size 8 girls it, I find So with plus size It also just automatically
2: Cuts down the number of brands You can work with because That's cr- Why though? Well, why simply because of the brands Who don't do plus size yeah. If you think about how many Like fashion brands Don't do plus size like, I One of my thin friends the other day was like Can we go shopping? And I was like where exactly would you like me to go shopping? And she was like what do you mean? And I was like there is not a single store in London I think there's one that stocks plus size And she was like no And I was like yeah she was like we could just go to Topshop I was like Topshop doesn't even do plus size At least like there were some other brands Who at least do plus size But they won't do it in the store And she was like what why would they do plus size But not stock it in the store And I was like because they don't see the point In stocking it in the store So mm. Do you know
1: I've never really And maybe that's my ignorance actually And that's part of the problem I don't mm. think I've noticed that Yeah so, And yeah. that that's
2: really bad I bet if you named Your top 10 stores to shop in They do not even do plus size Let Does alone A-
1: So ASOS do ASOS do plus size?
2: ASOS is But again That's an online That's on- yeah. online I yeah. think yeah. because
1: I mainly shop on ASOS yeah. That's why I just think that Okay yeah ASOS is representative Of the majority of no. sizes but Yeah
2: And ASOS goes larger Than the majority of plus size collections as well wow. so that cuts it down but also there are some brands that are very unapologetic about the fact that they only use white girls mm. and so like their whole feed will be just like white people and like the press trips will be all white people mm. um and that
1: is not okay. like
2: it's just become very normal between me and my agent where I'll just be like I remember when I first signed him and I was like yeah, a lot of people won't work with me because I'm fat and white, and also I'm uh, fat and not well. I'm half white, half um, Chinese, mm. mm-hmm. um, but also because I like well. So I said it to him, and he was like, "No, that can't be the case." Literally a year of working together, he was like, "Yeah, it's the I case. see it." now, yeah. yeah, he was like, "I." We had one example where. Um, they said there was no budget for me after promising me that if I did a number of like gifted work, that there would be paid work. They said there was no budget for like three months. And then the following day asked for one of his other clients. Mm.
0: And it was like, and he just replied being like, sorry, yesterday you
2: said there was no budget. What's the difference? Is it because this other client is white and thin? Like, because like, where's the the budget? And also don't make promises you can't keep. Exactly, Exactly. yeah. So the way I, look, frankly, I don't don't want to work. I don't want to work with any brand who isn't inclusive like yeah I don't want to work with them in the same way they
0: don't want to work yeah with me. and I respect you for that yeah but
2: I think like and I've, I was very open about ads like two weeks ago and I just asked my audience what do you think of ads and the main response was you should be doing more ads and I was like I wish I could be but like I have like very high values and morals and I won't do a lot of like if, if it's not a certain size range or if it's not like I'm, I just won't do it and so mm. I'm like I wish there were more brands that fit my criteria but also I wish there were more brands that would be more open to the fact to working with people who look like me and it's just become it's quite disheartening because it's become like a joke between me and my agent that I say like quite a lot I'm like oh they don't work with people who look like me mm. um and like now I don't really need to explain that anymore yeah, when I say I can, that yeah. but like he now drops it rather than he like, he was like, no, 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 of course they will. And he's like, he drops it. He's like,
0: no, yeah. They yeah. Work. He sees it now. yeah Do you know, I was watching a video on YouTube um, a couple of weeks ago and it's a designer and someone asks him, oh, so why don't your store do plus size clothing? Yeah. And he said, because it's more expensive to do that. And I just watched it and I was like, are you being serious Is that, is that the actual yeah. reason why Because also, it's more expensive That's a lie
2: Because they
0: do tall sections They do yes. maternity
2: sections Exactly, exactly. That yeah. are extra material mm-hmm. Also why is a size 18 more expensive than a size 16 When a size 16 is not more expensive than a size 10 like mm. it's it's all That's a lie. So, oh my Just gosh! An See, it's an but when you
1: put it like that, that makes sense. That's a lie because
2: the mm. the amount of material difference between a size ten and a size sixteen is a lot larger than the size, the material difference between a sixteen and eighteen. Yeah. So. It is fat phobia mm. um, And the fact that they said It's too expensive To have it in store Actually You are missing out On so much money 67% of women Are plus size Do like I, how- you know,
1: I was, I was going to say that That when you just So let's say you Just going Walking down the road You are not Not everyone That you're going to see Let's say we see an average Of 20 ladies yeah. mm. Are you telling me That I don't know, 15 out of those ladies are going to be figure eight girls, size eight. Absolutely not. No, but it's also not really a representative like of society. If
2: you're missing out on 67% of the population's business, is that not a bad business move? Yeah. Like on a very practical level. Also, all research has shown is that if you represent uh, the whole population in your ads, you get more... Um, you get more business. Yeah. So again, all of this would benefit them. So why would a business make a decision that's going to hurt them financially mm. because of fat phobia? Yeah. They don't want their brand's image to yeah. be fat women. Yeah. like And you see that in brands like Abercrombie of like, they're very unapologetic about being like, we want... We, we want you to see this girl and be like, that's the kind of girl I want to be. And I want to associate Abercrombie with that. Mm-hmm. And if I wear Abercrombie, I'm going to look like that girl. Whereas they don't think the same thing would happen if you saw a plus size girl. When actually what happens is you don't look at it and go, oh, I want to be fat like her. What happens is you look at her and goes, wow, she looks beautiful in those jeans. Mm-hmm. And it looks like me. Whereas there are some websites where even in the plus size section, they will use a te- size 10 model for the thing Whoa. and I'm, I'm looking That's at it definitely I'm like, sense. yeah I could name like three right now oh the my right goodness. but what? it's so hard to shop on these websites because I can't visualize how that skirt is going to look, look on, on me it, yeah. because it's a completely different body type yeah. and like you don't when you do have like a stomach and thighs it clings to your body in a different way absolutely um, and, and it
1: completely changes how the outfit would look
2: yeah and it's why ASOS is like ASOS are one of the only brands I shop on. The only brands I like will... I don't promote them Because I don't do any Paid work with okay. them yeah. But I do shop on there yeah. So like I do tend to show The things that I'm wearing Yeah, um, And they do A great job Yeah of, I was like, going to
1: say ASOS They haven't They recently launched This thing where You can see what The outfit will look like On different sized yes, women Yes they do I saw that on Twitter Have you seen uh, it uh, No I haven't seen it So I, oh, I'll, I'll probably Find it after this But um, they So apparently Now there's a section Where you can actually see If you choose an outfit You can see what It will look like On, on different there's, body there's, types There's like 50 yeah. different types so And it's really i thought that was a great move obviously it doesn't capture every single body type but at at least they're on their way there and they're making an effort to Mm. to be a bit more inclusive
2: and i think just personally i've tried to actually have these conversations with a lot more of my like thin friends where like I'm not going to just say yes to a shopping trip and then go and look at the earrings and scarves yeah like I am just going to be like you do realize like I'll come but you do realize there's nothing in that store I could buy mm. like apart from earrings and scarves mm. and like there was always this running joke in my friendship groups that oh Michelle loves the scarves and I'm like it's because I can't buy anything <laughs> else like and yeah. so like I used to just go along with a joke and then finally one day I was like do you know why I like scarves and she was like no why and I was like it's because I can't buy anything else in the store. And they were like, no, you're... And then, like, again, this is not the best language, but again, Mm. if people not in the body positive sphere, Mm. like, she went, but you're not even that big. And I was like, no, I'm not. But, like, that's how hard it is to shop. Like, I'm a size 20, so, like, plus size starts at, like, 16, 18, uh, depending on which store. Like, I am literally one size into plus size, size, and I can't find my size.
0: Man That's These stores need to do better They do We've got
1: a lot of work to do clearly But that's why people like you are are here And that's why we just had to get you on Because we wanted to know what we wanted to hear your perspective, and we know that there are so many other ladies, no matter what size they are, dealing with insecurities mm. about their bodies and about how they'll be accepted in societies. Women that are nervous to show bikini pictures, yeah, and to share vulnerable parts of them because of yeah. how of what of what people say. Like it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, it really is a real thing.
2: And I think ultimately, when you go into a store and you can't fit any other clothes, that's already sending you a message. Yeah. Like, yeah you need to change the way you look and that's where a lot of this is very you're going against the grain to just believe in yourself and Mm, love yourself because everything in the world is telling you that you shouldn't and like even Mm. me
1: so yes I may be slim so I'm a size ten, eight slash 10 and you would think that I would go into shop wear the clothes and Yeah it would look great on me And I would love how I look But actually the majority of the time I hate how I look in clothes Because I'm not curvy at all Mm. And naturally a lot of these clothes Are made to accentuate curves And to make your waist look thin And your hips look wide But I don't have that So for me I have my insecurities too When I Mm. try on clothes Because they're not suited for my body So it's it's more than just size It's shape There's a lot to do with the whole body insecurity topic It's not even just about size
2: But who ever taught you that Like your body was wrong And not that the clothing is wrong Society And that's the <laughs> yeah. thing Social media FaceTune
0: You, yeah. put, you put <laughs> all those
2: apps of, yeah. <laughs> you put a pair of jeans on They don't fit in the changing room for example And instead of being angry at the jean, Like you shouldn't be angry at the jeans But like why should you be angry at yourself yeah. Just get another size Well I mean Unless you're plus size In which case Good luck (laughs) But like um, That like You still
1: need to do better
2: But it's It's (laughs) this messaging That like You're the thing that's wrong Yeah And I'm like You're not the problem Exactly like yeah. H&M The problem is The fact that Their size 20 Actually only really Fits a size 14 Oh don't
1: like, Don't even get yeah. me Started about H&M I have a dress From there that's, That I think Is a size 14 Yeah And like I said I'm a size 8 slash 10 So their sizing Is so off Their sizing
2: but, Is so H&M's off h and one of the stores That does plus size But only on the website um, oh, right. or like I remember I went to forever 21 in New York and they have a great plus size like range so I went into their five store shop in New- uh, in Times Square like five floors and I just went do you have any um do you have any plus size and they went, no, not in store You're going to have to go online But you could go to Gap down the road And I'm like You're literally sending me To another store To spend my money That's, Like
1: That is awful I
2: don't It doesn't make any business sense So there's a lot more behind it yeah. Than like That person who said It's because it's too expensive
0: Yeah It's just It's a horrible that excuse That was such a lame excuse Yeah uh, but I, I am glad there's people like you. Even my friend, um, Nicole, she's like an influencer. She's um, plus size too. And she's just, I saw her on misguided actually the other day. I was oh, like, my girl, you know, this, it, this, these are the stuff that we need to see, um, especially as women. And I hope over the years to come, we'll have more people who look more like The, you know The representation of society Exactly
1: Like not all of us are size 8 Not all, like not all of us are curvy Let's have more representation Yeah
0: Like, do you know what I mean? And we shouldn't have to change ourselves Let society change Let all these industries change How they work with people And how they portray their business And everything like that So, yeah I think that's amazing So, you've got a book Yeah Out I remember when I worked with you um, A couple of years ago You had your book called am I ugly yeah I think you were in the middle of launching it yeah how was that process like and I know it's been very successful too and I've read some parts as well and I've just been really inspired by how open you were um how was it like just sharing that part of yourself and just the whole process of writing that book and how you came to that
2: well so I just felt like I had to be open because the main thing I wanted to combat was the fact that the st- so. Am I Ugly is my memoir. It goes through how I went through those 15 surgeries and it's yeah. my life up till that point of like um how I dealt with surgeries, how I dealt with scars and literally like the day-to-day life of living in a hospital. But the thing I kept finding was when you talk about childhood illness, the main word people use is inspirational. And in order to combat that, because to Put the amount of pressure on a child To be inspirational When they're going through the extent of Trauma they're going through Mm -hmm. um, Is a lot of pressure So to combat that I was like look I'm just going to be really honest I was the worst patient in the world I was Uh, a brat Like to the point where my nurse called me Miss Sassy. Like, <laughs> because I just always had some things to say back. And like, I was miserable. And like, I'm not a great patient. I take no pride in being a good patient. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to be a good patient. I needed to get through it and survive it. But we don't talk about that. We don't mm-hmm. talk about the fact that I was very angry. I was very angry after it. But like, never felt like I could express the ang- anger. So like, very much... Took it out out on the people around me about like small things like someone stealing my homework instead of like actually what was making me angry Mm. um and so I just was very open about it and I was like ultimately I'm a human and I want this to be a human story like there is no point me writing a book and me trying to portray myself as like this perfect child that went through like yeah and I don't want to be inspirational I want someone who actually went through it or went through something similar to me reading it being like oh my god that's what what I was like and like I don't need to feel bad about it yeah um and I think the way to remove this inspirational idea is like keep referring to it as trauma like I went through a trauma Um, say for what it is yeah yeah yeah. and so we should we need to take people off this pedestal and my story basically talks about how um being put on this pedestal, being told I was brave constantly meant I literally pushed down every single feeling I had around it. And it's mm-hmm. like the story of like, what happens when you do that to someone and mm-hmm. like you tell her, tell someone, oh, they should be so grateful they're alive and blah, blah, blah. Like how that actually affects the person mm-hmm. um, and what a child going through a hospital situation like that is actually feeling. Mm-hmm. And um, my greatest hope is that nurses read it doctors read it parents Mm -hmm. who have children in hospital read it um and actually have the tools to be able to have that conversation with them um and so that was it's one of my proudest accomplishments um took as you should be years to write but um Mm -hmm. i i'm just so proud because it actually um perfectly depicts how i actually felt at the time and um talks about how i found my confidence around my scars in my body yeah um and how to work around those issues and my hope is that anyone who goes through surgeries don't have to suffer in silence around scars
0: anymore yeah, yeah. no definitely i think it's definitely something that i'll be recommending some of my friends who've got scars gone through surgeries to actually read um and i think also it's some, something interesting that you said about um you know, telling people it's okay. People that have gone through trauma or currently are still going through trauma and telling them, oh no, it's okay. And trying to like suppress that. But maybe subconsciously you're doing it. You know, when you have friends who maybe are going through depression and you say to them, oh no, it's okay. It's fine. you get over it. you get over it. I think some of us do that automatically, but actually it can be detrimental. And I've seen it happen where it's like, where well, I've done it, um, not knowing that it was affecting them. And they've said, Actually, Jennifer, it's not going to be okay. Mm. Um, This is how I'm feeling. And you saying that is not making it any better. Yeah. Well, um, what would you
1: recommend that we say to a friend that could be going through, you know, something similar? Because naturally we just want the best for our friends, but we may not always use the right terminology. Like I when your friends, to say yeah. you're
2: allowed to be sad. Like if someone's mm-hmm. if someone's sad around me, I'm like, you're allowed to be sad. Mm. Um, Is there anything I could do? Do you want to talk about it? And just to give someone the space to just listen to them and not try to fix it. And I think that's where a lot of our own discomfort becomes projected onto the person because it's like, it's the whole culture of like when you start crying in school and someone goes, don't cry, don't cry. And it's not actually because you're uncomfortable crying. It's because they're uncomfortable seeing you cry. And it's likely because they're uncomfortable with themselves crying mm. And so like They don't know how to handle it Or deal with it But you don't need to handle it You don't need to deal with it You don't need to fix it You just need to let it be mm. um, And have its space Um. So the best thing I, I've i been ever told Is like I'm going to sit with you And like You can literally talk at me We can sit in silence
0: yeah, I am right. here I like that.
2: Um, We can put a movie on Whatever you want to do I'm here Um, Or like If you ever need to talk to me And even just like The friends who check in um like when I go through my periods or like when I have in the past um I'll have friends who like text me every day being like hey how's today feeling and like Mm. just will give me the space to talk about it Mm, um and so like the main thing I always say is just like you're allowed to feel that way you are allowed to have your feelings and like
0: that's really good
2: because I think a lot of the times when I've had these conversations with people a lot of people just say like oh, I feel so silly. I feel so stupid. And like, just to continually validate that their feelings are real. Yeah. Their feelings are valid. And like, you don't need a reason to have those feelings because I think um, a lot of humans try to rationalize feelings and are like, yeah. but it like, it's, let's say someone died and then you get really angry. You're like, but it makes no sense. How can I be angry? A dead person? I'm like, it's not meant to make sense. Like, it's like emotions and rational stuff is really separate yeah it doesn't Um, the two don't correlate you being like how am I angry at a dead person isn't going to make the anger go away Mm -hmm. like you need to feel that anger you need to process that anger and you need to let that anger breathe and be um and it will go away if you push it down and go like well it makes no sense so I can't feel it like then it's going to exist in you and it's going to come out in a different way like how I said where like I would stub my toe and suddenly be really angry and like Mm -hmm. it comes out in when you don't process your emotions around something, it will come out, um, About something else Like your friend Turning up an hour late And suddenly like You're yelling at.
1: That's why when people (laughs) say That when you're angry You shouldn't suppress it You should rather speak about it And feel that emotion And express that emotion Because if not Like you said It will come out In the most random moment And then you'll flip on someone That you didn't mean to Mm. And then it could affect Your friendship now Because you chose to not deal With that emotion When it was there
2: But I also think Women aren't given the permission To be angry In the same way That men aren't given given the permission to be sad mm, So one of the things I say About yeah. anger Is like um Your Anger is not A bad thing It's not unhealthy In any way How you act On that anger Is a different conversation And so a lot of people Think being angry Like an angry woman Is a bad thing But if that angry woman Is like Punching you Yes that's, that's a bad like, thing yeah. If she's like Turning that hate On herself 100% That's a bad thing But if she's like Punching a pillow Which again like scares people when i say that being like oh but if she can punch a pillow she can punch me mm-hmm. like but she's not punching you she's punching a pillow she's punching an inanimate object so like ways best ways i think of getting out anger like exercise is great like boxing is great punching a pillow is great Locking your car and screaming in your car When oh, no one can okay. hear you. Like <laughs>
1: I'll try that one next time to someone annoys it as well. me.
2: <laughs> Emotion is energy and motion So it yeah. lives inside your body You need to get it out of yeah. your body in some way Absolutely. Um, and as long as that emotion Is not hurting anyone else Or not hurting yourself It is non-unhealthy an emotion And so it's a necessary emotion In order for you to know when your boundaries are being crossed mm-hmm. um, And so we need to separate The Action of like that, people the action people take from being angry versus the actual emotion anger, right. And when you don't process anger, that's when it turns into rage. And that's when, like, yeah, if you've ever known a person who like rages a lot, oh it's because they're angry about something so much deeper that yeah. they're not even looking at,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's that's really yeah,
1: because yeah. I've come across people like that where they blow up out of nowhere and you can just tell that it's something deeper that they haven't dealt with. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's probably something that's been brewing for a long time
1: yeah. but they just do not know how to express exactly.
0: it. Exactly.
2: So those people are the kind of people who um, they are looking for reasons to be angry because it's almost like a pressure valve and they need to release it right, but like right. they won't address what is actually making them angry. So they like... Again, stubbing your toe, for example, is a great one. Like when you stub your toe or like road rage. Oh, I get that a lot. I get I'm not going
1: to let her have road rage.
2: (laughs) Well, it's because it's an acceptable um, way in society to express anger. Right. So when you don't feel okay being like actually accessing the anger around that situation, it's your way of releasing the pressure valves without actually addressing what the actual anger is coming from Um, and so that's where there are very like acceptable ways of uh, expressing anger but like they're very niche Mm. so like if you stubbed your toe or if like you're in the car and so like there are a lot of majority of people (laughs) have road rage in the world because If we normalised women being angry and we didn't use that as a way to like discriminate against them or like... Exactly,
0: to call us aggressive, bossy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Intimidating. You know, those kind of words that that come with us expressing our anger. Wow, I'm just taking it all in. So this (laughs) was amazing. I think
0: this is really great because it just helps us. I mean, from what you said, it and for, you know, for me anyways, it helps me kind of deal and relate with people around me in the right way as much yeah. as possible um even like because I, I work in hospital, psychiatric hospital actually so even how we work with our patients and the f- when I first started working they kept saying to me the worst thing Jennifer you can say is tell someone to calm down yeah. like you might mean it in a nice way but actually it will it most likely will rile them up even more oh, yeah um so it's just being careful with your words because words can really have an effect on people, whether it's good or bad.
2: But also, have you ever been angry and someone's told you to calm down? I was just gonna say, not calm down. Uh, <laughs> it's not.
0: the worst. Yeah. This is like,
1: no, allow me to be angry. I have the right yeah. to be angry right now. Stop telling me to calm down. That gets you even yeah. more yeah. worked up. So, I actually get it. You really just have to do your words carefully.
2: When I was <laughs> training to be a life coach, one of the things they also told me is like, you actually need to match. Uh, The way they're feeling, so like what, what if you call like a customer helpline? What they'll always do is. I understand you're angry but they'll say it yeah. in a very like calm tone yeah. that is also going to make someone angrier mm. what you need to do is actually be like I understand why you're angry like and okay. like you match them and then they feel heard uh-huh. and they feel understood
1: interesting yeah. that's so true now that you say that <laughs> when I am worked up on the phone to EE for example and they're just like okay we understand no you don't understand because you're not making a difference yeah. and you're too calm about this so clearly yeah. you don't understand my frustration <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> so, Actually
1: a really good point. Because you're basically polarizing yeah, what they feel. Exactly. So like Yeah,
2: it, it's it's the worst, it's the worst PR, HR kidney <laughs> in the world. Oh
1: man. But oh I didn't realise that. That's but when you, now that you say it It actually makes sense Because I'm just thinking back To all those situations Where I have been so frustrated With someone yeah. on the but have
2: you ever been angry And then a friend's been angry Not with you But like oh, I kind of yeah. yeah, you, you feel it, good yeah. yeah You feel like, You're yes, like yeah, you, you understand it. me yes. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Like when someone Let's say someone's like Said something rude to me And they're like What? How could they have said that? And then they match yeah. Your level of anger <laughs> yeah. Just like Yes, yes You get yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine If the next time You call E.E. They actually did that Like that would so much would It would make such a difference.
0: Wow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, you learn something every day. Every day. All right, cool. So we are coming to the end. We are. This has been um, such a good conversation. So good. I don't even Seems want so it to good. end. I know. I feel like time has
1: just literally flown because it's just been a oh, great conversation.
0: Yeah. So is there anything that you are currently working on or anything that you'd like us to know uh, about? Yeah, what's next? It's next? <laughs> what next for you? Because uh, there's always something that you're doing. <laughs> I know, but
2: just not what I can talk about. <laughs> uh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. What I
0: did see was you did a video with... um. What's in the call? Yeah, the call. Yeah, so that was
1: with TikTok. So I've been, I've been using TikTok, which is like I've thing. been seeing what. So is TikTok, like the new thing. It's I'm seeing it everywhere. Yeah, like
2: it's very similar to Vine. But I, like, I hope
1: it doesn't die out like Vine did. I really it's hope. It's not going. It. To. Yeah.
2: Okay, it good. Is okay, good. It's growing. At a ridiculous speed. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, is it? So what's the difference between TikTok and Chiller? Oh, Because yeah, I, I thought they were the same. Have oh, you so, don't have a Chiller. I think that. The same Tri- thing though. No? I feel like the same TikTok is where you do short snippets of videos, I would right?
2: Potentially say TikTok is more
1: successful. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Well, I mean, since you don't know about Chile, that says a lot. Yeah,
2: well, well, it's more so because like I know TikTok's been the most downloaded app in for the last like two years. Yeah, no, every, it's
0: crazy. Every I've,
1: single quarter. I see it
0: everywhere. So, everywhere. Um, everywhere.
2: It is, yeah. That was really fun uh, dancing around, her pouring water all over me. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like me,
0: and it was such a good shot. It was like in slow motion,
2: yeah, as well. Um, Yeah, no, she was really lovely, and it was the day before they were about to record uh, their X Factor, like their. What the return to stage? Or oh, okay, like They'd yeah, cool, they not yeah. performed together in 10 years, and that was their first. Oh, yeah, they and it was the years, day before. Yeah. And I was just like, How are you making time for like five TikTokers right now? <laughs> um, when we were watching them rehearse and just like it was so smooth and slick, but I was a bit like, Surely that should be your priority, not like <laughs> filming with like five TikTokers who just turned up. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but yeah, no, it was, mi- it was trying to mimic their music video which is all like with water mm-hmm. so because we didn't have a stage with water she was just like it's fine we'll just pour water over <laughs> um, which was fun in the middle of december which was freezing uh, oh my um, gosh. but yeah she was really lovely and she um was re- got really into it to the point where we filmed it three times because she was oh. like we could do better we could do better oh, wow <laughs> yeah. okay
1: nice. Oh, nice nice so you can't speak what what's coming up
2: no, but essentially idea? the main the main <laughs> thing that I'm focusing on in my career at the moment is like I am very much going down the life coaching route again. Okay. Like I very much miss life coaching.
1: I've had a life coach before, and they are it's it's really really yeah. useful. It um, is. And it makes a difference. I
2: think I just like for a while got swept up in all the influencer stuff, and I'm yeah. like I love influencing, but um I'm I. I'm still at my essence, like someone who loves psychology and loves Mm -hmm. people and emotions. and, um, And I kind of want to go back to that. Um, And it's been happening Like even just in the work I'm doing on social media It's very much rooted In like coaching now And um, that's been making me Feel really happy at the moment
0: Making other people Feel happy too Yeah That's so sweet
1: Love it No honestly We love what you're doing And so so glad That you joined us Um, We feel like Everyone that's going To listen to this Will learn something Because even me Just hearing you talk I was just Mm -hmm. like Wow oh my gosh I want to make some notes Then I remember That I can just Play this back (laughs) (laughs) but yeah do you have any final words to say to our she's in a pod gang
2: just thank you very much thanks for listening and thanks for having me on (laughs)
1: oh
0: so sweet all right then so Xiao Yen. yes thank you guys for listening um make sure you follow us on actually your socials let's do you first
2: Okay, so uh, <laughs> even though Scam- we'll plug all your socials, yeah. anyways, amazing. Yeah. So, Cigar Not Scared or Michelle Elman on all platforms, pretty much. Um, my books, Am I Ugly? And, uh, my buy your bo- book. uh, Waterstones, WH Smith, and Amazon, all oh. yeah. good book places, absolutely um, amazing. And yeah, got a TED talk if you want to watch that. That's Ooh. on YouTube. Ooh. Um, it's called Have You Hated Your Body Enough Today.
1: Wow, Whew. deep. <laughs> Steve, I'm you, gonna I think I'm gonna watch that as soon as yeah. we're done with this session
0: yeah I so guys follow us as you know on at she's in the pod on all our socials and at she's in the make sure you subscribe leave a comment and let us know what you think about this episode as well share your experiences yeah. if you've um, struggled with
1: any insecurities let us know let yeah. us know how we can help now that we know how to address mm-hmm. the situation we're we're happy to help you we're, we're definitely happy to help you and also reach out to Michelle if you need live coaching not sure how it works so they just go to your Instagram page is there a link?
2: Yeah, I'm not taking any new clients on. Okay, I'm
1: fully but, um, fully but matched, yeah, you you're can that get, good. You're you that can,
2: good. You can get my life coaching on my page because that's great. essentially all the content I put out. As great,
1: well. great, fab. Well, thanks okay. for listening, guys. You. See
0: you Thank in you. two weeks.